Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's time for your daily dose of all things Chicago sports. This is the Daily Score. Now, here's your host, Mark Grody. Hi there, and I am, again, out at Hallow Hall talking about the Bears, and we are still discussing here on a Bears Monday the Chargers 30-13 win over the Bears. Bears are now 2-6, and six, and they are at New Orleans on Sunday. That said, we can tell you that Justin Fields will not play on Sunday in New Orleans. Tyson Bajan named the starter for that game again, and this is because Justin Fields' right thumb is not ready. The dislocated right thumb, Matty Bufus continues to say that he is progressing. One thing that we don't know that Matty Bufus refuses to say is whether or not he's actually throwing a football as of right now. My guess is that he has tried to throw a football and that he's not doing a lot of that right now. Um, that, that just because Flus won't answer that and because they are extremely confident that obviously he's going to miss this game, um, it makes you wonder like how if it's a little bit more serious than we thought. I thought he'd be back for this game. It's not out of the question, I think, too, that the reason that he's not playing is because that's that's a tough one to just drop Justin Fields into against that New Orleans defense, which is very good. New Orleans being a difficult place in which to play. I mean, we all know that to hear. So maybe, you know, coming off the injured list, they don't want to just throw Justin Fields into it. That's, that's possible. I think it is more just – um, the dude has a dislocated right thumb and it's, you know, not healing quickly and wasn't expected to necessarily heal quickly. Again, I thought he'd be back, but that is, uh, that is not the case. So Tyson Bajent will be the guy. Bajent was just okay. If, if that in the, the game against the chargers, again, 25 to 37, 300, make that 232 yards and a couple of interceptions in the game. That said, after reviewing the, the video and the film and the tape, however you want to phrase it, this was Eberflus on Tyson Bajan. Yeah, I mean, there were some solid points in the game yesterday. You know, obviously the first game, you know, he was, it was good. And what was different uh, was the takeaways, right? You know, so we got to do a good job of protecting the ball, right, and being on the positive side or the even side of that, of that uh, battle, the turnover battle. Um, and that was really the difference. Um, I, I still think he delivered the ball well. I thought he did, you know, took some shots down the field, which we didn't see in the first game, which was exciting to see. And uh, we're going to continue to stretch the field vertically and horizontally. But do you think yesterday was a little bit, and I, I hate to call it a wake-up call, but just a, an alarm that to your other players that this guy needs more support. I mean, he needs everything going. He needs the wind in his back more 
as, a, as an undrafted rookie guy that, that maybe you wouldn't have seen two weeks ago because everything went right. You were at home, and, you know, things went better. Yeah, I mean. It's a little bit of a, a difference, you know. That, sure, sure. But right, I, I would say, Mark, I would say that's more of a team thing. You know, it was it was more of a team thing. So when you look at, uh, you know, the Washington game or the Vegas game or those games like that, to me, you're playing complimentary football the entire time. Right, you're playing good defense. You're taking the ball away. You're getting drives. You're converting on third downs on offense, and that wasn't that way yesterday. You know, so uh, to point just to the quarterback there, that's not. And your point, no, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm saying your point well taken though is that it does. It takes everybody, and I always tell those guys, it's all of us, and it will take all of us. You know, so um, and that's no different than yesterday or last week or the week before. Um, so when you want to play good football, it's got to be complimentary. You got to play together. I think what we saw, though, and I talked about this yesterday a little bit on the podcast, what we learned about Tyson Bajant is that, really, he does not have a ton of velocity on the throws. There isn't that zip factor, and it left him vulnerable at times. Throws, you know, what he saw with his eyes and his brain did not correspond well with his arm and a couple of times. You know, he threw, the obviously, the two interceptions, but there were other plays like in the third quarter when the Bears were down 27 to 7, I don't know if you remember, about the middle of the third quarter, and he floats one down the middle that felt like it was up for grabs. I mean, there was a plan. I think it was in the general direction of DJ Moore, who was pretty well covered. This is not a quarterback, Tyson Bajan, who has the luxury of, you know, trying to pinpoint passes. He's got to be pretty sure a guy is open. He can't do like what Jay Cutler could at times do, you know find small spaces with his arm, you know, guys that have been like that through the years with the big arms. I mean, Dan Marino back in the day, I get that's a very old reference, but that's the way Marino was. Hell, the quarterback that the Bears face, here's this for a better reference. How about Justin Herberts? Justin Herberts, he got zip. You saw a big difference in those quarterbacks in regards to that. So that is something that I learned for sure um, about Tyson Bajan and that look, you know, he's going to improve, but he looked like a rookie. He looked like a backup. That's what he looked like. So that's where uh Flues is with Bajan. The the horrible tackling was something, man. It was something for the Bears. And a lot of guilty parties, you know, TJ Edwards with the glaring miss of Austin Eckler early. Elijah Hicks had a rough game. This felt like everybody at at some point in time had a bad tackling moment. Here's Eber Flues on all that. Just what I saw, I mean, I've seen ball a lot of years, you know, 32 years of coaching football, and you know, and I've seen it. You know, I've seen when it looks right, and I've seen it when it's just a little bit off. And, uh, you know, it's about it's about having that, that uh, the vision, you know, if you're in zone, and then the, the breaking on the quarterback's arm, and uh, having the angles, you know, and uh, being able to close that space. We call it make daylight evaporate, and we've done a good job of that the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, we take pride in that. You know, we really work at it. So it's been good the last couple of weeks, but it's got to be improved from the first half. I, yeah, I, I like what he's saying there. We like to make daylight evaporate. I'm sorry, I got stuck on that one. <laughs> daylight evaporate. That's, that's pretty deep right there. 
it uh, I don't know. It sounds like that's bad for our environment. Isn't that what's happening anyway? Isn't isn't daylight evaporating or something like that? Uh, but anyway, yeah, it was it was pretty bad. Like it was just so disappointing because I, I man, I really thought that based on what the Bears did when they went to Washington in the, on a Thursday night in the prime time, they were so focused in that game. Um, and there was none of that in this game. None of that, you know. And I I thought that there would be some a little bit better focus and it was, it was just terrible. And you, you really, you lost everything early on in that game. I thought and it was because of the bad tackling. Um, another thing from Matt Eberflus, this is really, uh, you guys got, you guys are going to be, uh, you know, you're going to feel like this is some dramatic buildup here from Matt Eberflus on the bears starting strong safety. Jaquan Brisker did not play against the chargers. He's been out sick. And Flus has something to add to all of that. Uh, the next update I have for you is a little bit unique, right? And it's a little bit different, you know, that uh, explaining this, but uh, let me try to do the best I can. Um, you know, so Jaquan Brisker, right? So we've been reporting that he has been ill um, for a week. Um, so Sunday, Monday, um, he checked out uh, fine with evaluation and with uh, independent neurologist you know, being cleared from concussion. Right, so he was he was all set. Then Tuesday, reported that he was ill, right, and had a fever, and that that persisted through Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, um, you know, and into Friday. We brought him into the building, right. So he was in in here then, and then uh, still not feeling feeling well. Uh, we ruled him out on Saturday, um, and then again wasn't feeling well. And then his illness, you know, cleared. You know, Saturday, then Sunday he felt uh, he was cleared um, in terms of his illness, and then still felt. A little bit off, you know, in terms of uh, having different like symptoms and, and those types of things. So we got him reevaluated, um, and then now he is in back into concussion protocol. And that was uh, on Sunday, wasn't feeling well, and then Monday this morning, uh, we got him tested again, and he's now back in concussion protocol. So that's where it is. I understand that's uh, unique. I've never had that happen before, but again, he got he got ill during that process, and then uh, when he was done being ill, then he still had the symptoms and we were working with Jaquan the whole way, talking to him, making sure he was squared away. And the most important thing is, is our players safety and health. And uh, Jaquan did a good, very good job of, of communicating with us. And uh, the training staff did a really good job too, of uh, seeing this thing all the way through. Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives we're consumed by all the what if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun if you're like us then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass or play call each week on alternate routes we'll take a flashpoint in sports break down what actually happened then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused follow alternate routes on the wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts you can listen early and ad free right now by joining wondery plus that is a classic case of it is what it is. And I thought, I actually thought that, I mean, I know it sounds all weird and convoluted, but I actually thought that that was a pretty thorough, real explanation from 
Matt Eberflus on Jaquan Brisker, who obviously, you know, that's not good that he's back in the protocol and you wish the best for him. And I do appreciate Matt Eberflus being as detailed on that as he was. A few nuggets to get us out of here today. Valus Jones, um, after his rough game with the falling in the end zone and the fair catch interference, tweeting, I know who I am. Um, close quote. And then he had the smiley face with the shades emoji on. Um, Matt Eberflus wouldn't say much about Tremaine Edmonds's knee, but it doesn't sound like it's horrific. That's the best that I could I could say for it. as far as like Lucas Patrick and what why did he pop up on the injury report like he did on Saturday? Said he just woke up with with back spasms. Uh, Matt Eberflus would not tell us who would have been the backup center. He decided that that needs to be a secret. And the Bears will only do a walkthrough on Wednesday. And which is usually the first big day of practice That's where it all starts, man. And the prep begins. It's usually a huge day in NFL weeks, but they're just going to do a walkthrough that day because it's West Coast recovery, according to the Flues. Um, they are at the Saints, so they got another long road trip to think about. And then the next game after that is a Thursday nighter. So this is all just sort of, you know, preparation and rest management and all that kind of stuff. So that was that was the reason for that. That is it. For today from Hallis Hall, I will have more for you tomorrow on The Daily Score. For Ray Diaz, I'm Mark Grody, and this is The Daily Score. Goodbye.